Hello everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Facilities Management Times podcast. And today I'm talking to a very special guest, MG, and I was trying to figure out Michael how I would introduce you first in, you know, and then and I thought of three key things. One, a serial entrepreneur if I look at your LinkedIn profile, <laughs> right? The the other is obviously you are also a host of a podcast called Proptic Ramble. And obviously, something probably that's going to be the most important role of all as a CEO and, and founder of Metric is. So, MG, really a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Umesh. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Right. And for the benefit of, of the listeners, we're going to talk about a subject that's I think, has been gaining momentum across globally, but perhaps becoming more relevant for UK and, and, and the region, given whatever is happening around the, the energy space. But we'll dive into that which is around yep. net zero, what are the opportunities and challenges and specifically looking at an industry that's so close to, 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 you know, to our heart, which is facilities management. But before all of that, MG would leave, really love for you to, you know, tell a bit about yourself, although I don't think you need any introductions, but still. A bit about your- <laughs> so yeah, so COO and co-founder of Metric did a management buyout of the company that I was running beforehand and created Metricus. Pure software as a service business, middleware, API, some of our strengths, and obviously we're, we're hardware agnostic. So solutions and services to customers, the most important thing for us. So we're harbor agnostic so there's that you're not getting a point solution when you work with metricus so it depends on who you are and what you want whether Mm -hmm. that's energy monitoring bms monitoring or occupancy or capacity or smart cleaning we can do it through the hardware partners we have and deliver a solution to a customer awesome we're we're doing a lot more of that through partners and staying true to our roots of software company and making sure we develop the software faster and faster and 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 enable it to do more and more for our partners and our end customers so yeah that that's kind of who we are and what we do that's super awesome and and a bit about yourself how did you end up doing what you're doing in a I mean, I, I, I get overwhelmed when I look at your LinkedIn profile, mate. So I, I'm a Sparky by trade. So I was an electrician many years ago in Australia wow. and then dipped into electrical engineering for a bit. And then the guy I was working with at the time said, you need to get into something called IT many, many moons ago over probably 30 years ago. And so got into doing infrastructure and then built data centers, got into the networking side and then into wireless and then into operations and software and and kind of here we are today at, at, at Metricus. So yeah, it's it's been a good journey. You know, you, you always learn. If you never learn if you don't continue to learn, I don't I don't think you can grow and, and you know provide other people with some helpful advice and guidance when when they need it. So True yeah, that. I'm still but, learning. Still learning. That's super awesome man. But by the way, does the age run in reverse order for you? That's age. Yeah, I'm only getting younger. I'm not yeah, getting that's older. That's exactly 30, 30, <laughs> you said thirty years. I said that's that's like so untrue. No, but super awesome, man. That is that is that's really commendable, and 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 uh, yeah, I mean that's actually a perfect setting for us to really uh, dive into something. And probably what strikes me, and I didn't know that you basically started as an electrical engineer and kind of moved up in the overall uh, strategic space. Now, what you're looking at, so yeah. probably no one else or very few people would understand the space from the perspective of of what we are what we're really going to be talking about. Then probably you. So, you know, just just wanted to move and, and going into the first question, right? Like, I mean, I've heard, I've, I've seen some of your posts and, and everyone like net zero is kind of being talked about, but I really wanted to take a zero feet view from you. How real is the net zero opportunity when we look at the built environment? And probably from the context of, of maybe global, but then a bit of UK context as well. Yeah, I, I think... 
I mean, UK, it, it's it's it, there's a big opportunity, right? But there's a big difference between net zero and carbon mm. neutral as well. So mm. the 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 to help people get to net zero, there's only so much you can do, we can do to help them get to net zero, right? So mm. we, everything we can do, we will help with, and it is a huge opportunity in the UK and and, and globally, as you just said, mm. helping them take take building management systems. We have not connected to a building and to a building management system where we've been able to help people make savings. Every single building has something wrong with it. Mm. We were just looking at a building in New York where I was last week at the BMS and it's configured differently on every floor. Mm. And, and this is a this is a big building. Mm. So you, you can take lots of little small steps to help to get to net zero, but we are we are not the net zero silver bullet, but we right. can help, right? We, we mm. can help, but but the opportunity is huge. You know, we, we've, we've got a, a, a case study out with Accenture where we put people counting sensors and indoor mm. air quality in their building in Madrid. Mm. And what we were seeing from the people count and the indoor air quality in winter, they were heating the building and there was nobody coming in for hours. And then they were heating the building after everyone left. So Makes Accenture, sense. Accenture said, please turn the, the BMS on later and turn it off earlier. And they're saving thousands, tens of thousands. Right. So those, those things, that opportunity exists within every company. So the, the net zero opportunity is, is huge. Hmm. It's just figuring out how you help your customers with the bit you can help them with. Makes sense. As I said, we're, we're not a silver bullet, but it's but it's being so yeah. No, absolutely. I think you're quite right. I mean, to be very fair, there are so many stakeholders who are going to be involved in service providers for for an organization to really go net zero or 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 even to the extent. But interesting when you say about building management system and, and the fact that it's been underutilized or not utilized at all. You know, why, why do you think that's that's there? I mean, like, and then I mean, well, I, we... I don't I don't think it's necessarily underutilized. I just think. Mm. They are configured once when the building is put in, right? And then the building is changed and refurbed, and walls are taken down, and new walls are put up, and it's never reconfigured for that new space. Got it. If Got it, it has been, it would be one of the very few buildings that we've seen. So you know, and and we connect to BMSs every week. So it's not so much that they're underutilized; it's just mm. that they're not utilized correctly, and they're not configured correctly, and they're not maintained correctly. Now. That's not to say there aren't some companies out there trying to do a great job, but when facilities management is one of the areas where people want to cut costs more than anything else, it's mm. probably the wrong place to cut costs these days, right? Mm. It is the area that they should put more focus into because that can help with your net zero journey. You know, getting someone in to look at your BMS, getting someone to reconfigure it, getting an expert in, getting someone that's independent of who you probably already have is also probably a good idea you know so so even if they just make recommendations and they say here whoever maintains it you should do this and, and we've done that before for customers as well right not not because we're a bms company but because the bms software side of our platform mm. we mm. have a bms kind of legend a guy called james palmer who's been in the industry over 25 years mm. and he just looks at things and sees things and says right here's some recommendations and we'll recommend it to anybody they don't have to do it but there's, there's recommendations to be made every single building we've ever touched so so that's that's interesting and i mean i mean and then that takes me to my second question when we, when when we say obviously like we quite rightly said net zero and carbon neutral obviously are two different you know facets but kind of interchangeably used i mean you know but 
and and so so what's the traction that we've been seeing or you've been seeing and not uh, not limited to 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 metricas like what's what's changed has something changed over the last 6 12 months if at all uh, yeah or, i think i hmm. think the i think the regulations that are coming out like in in the uk secr streamlined energy carbon reporting hmm. local law 97 in new york you know california's just released one as well i can't think of the name of off the top of my head but regulations coming in to try and help drive net zero and there's an impetus now when mm-hmm. when somebody says or a, or a body or a board or a council or somebody says we we would like you to follow these parameters and help right. us get to net zero everyone says yeah no problem we'll we'll do that we'll get round to it when right. there's a fine attached to it like there is with local law 97 and it's a big fine mm. and the date is coming for when it needs to start people will then pay attention and people will get shit done So right. yeah. that is that is what's happening. What has happened in the last 6 months is is more regulation, more requirements to help drive to net zero because there are fines related to it. Mm. You shouldn't have to use the stick. There should be a carrot there as well, right? But but if sometimes you have to use the stick. So that that's what I think has changed. That the the requirement to do this and and ESG is is all over the news, right? the big mm. SIs and the big consultants are all hiring ESG experts some of them are even acquiring ESG start companies and some of them are just startups right because mm. there is a massive requirement to help people drive to net zero and you know the the E and the S are easy for companies like Metricus to help with the G the governance bit that's a little a- bit harder because that's reliance on the business but the E and the S there's 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 a lot of quick wins and if you spend the more time and attention you spend on it and if you understand the objectives of the company the more you can help right so it's it's that the traction we're seeing is to help people look at the the environmental side and the energy side and the health and well-being of their people side so that's mm. that's the big that's the big parts and the that's the 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 traction we're seeing and and outside of us talking to our, some of our competitors which I do and <clears throat> people in kind of the same space some partners mm. of ours that that also resell other people's services they're seeing mm. a lot of traction in that space as well i mean yeah you only have to look at people like air things and the amount of sales they're having for their indoor air quality sensors going up and up and up right so that that's Very that's good. one of the things that tells you that the space is is growing rapidly so essentially it's 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 kind of becoming and probably probably always was is more of a regulation driven and a compliance driven market than any, yeah. anything else in, in yeah I, i think i think that i think that's what will happen yeah but then, that's that's a good thing and, and 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 just coming back to one of the points you mentioned about the bms i mean and this is an interesting you said if you're an asset owner you should get someone in neutral to who you already have What, do you mean the the original equipment manufacturers or the people who actually No, I wouldn't I wouldn't get the original equipment manufacturers in. I would get someone neutral. The original equipment manufacturers Even if they, even if this, they, even this, you know they they may want to sell you software. more they, they may want to yeah. sell you more kit whereas someone neutral can say you need you might need one of these two of these and you just need mm. to reconfigure the rest. Someone with a good salesperson may just say well you need a whole new BMS and we can sell you this new one which does a b and c and you may not necessarily need that right you don't want to just throw everything out to get new you know net zero also you know comes along with net zero is the circular economy right so let's not try and throw everything at the baby out with the bathwater mm. let's mm. change what we need to you know maintain what we can so that right. we're creating the least amount of waste so 
Well, that sounds that sounds good. You know, asset owners and investors are making a move. Probably they they, they probably are obviously as you rightly said they're more liable. They asset owners are the ones who would end up being penalized if they don't really meet the requirement or yeah. the compliances. I, I mean, we've been working a lot with facility management companies. We don't yet directly go to asset owners and and you know across Australia, UK, Middle East, we have found different sort of a proactive range of approach of FM companies. how do you see i mean how are fm companies really making the use of opportunity do you use them as a channel are you engaging with them or or what what do you generally see in the market is there an opportunity for them to be really more strategic because of the fact that they operate and maintain the asset so it's kind of really in their interest to be able to dovetail with asset owners are you, are you really seeing that we are yes we're working with a company called irep out of mm. the out of the middle east run by two guys kenny and and cameron mm. and they're very proactive you know they mm. they operate they've got offices in 46 countries they deliver mm. services to over 80 countries mm. they've come to us and said we need to help our customers what well, we'd like to deliver better services to our customers and we need to help our customers on the journey with esg and net zero so you know people like our companies like irep and the guys in irep are hugely mm. proactive they are the leaders in the market and there will be more and more companies like irep we're also talking to a large uh, us partner as well mm. i can't say their name at the moment it's under it nda seems- but they but they're another you know they're another industry leader you'll have the laggards you'll have the ones who do it just because they have to when they're pushed mm. but the ones who are leading like irep you know they will they will win in this space and as you said they are, they they, are, they have a very important role some of their customers are massive Right. and they have it they have a a proper seat at the table because they don't just True. do cleaning they 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 look at you know irep do energy monitoring they already you know maintain bms systems they also mm. are looking at smart cleaning to help reduce their own costs towards their customers in the cleaning part now a lot of fm companies say why the hell would i do that and you know reduce some of my revenues there but if you you can add additional services in and layer new services in if you're smart about mm. it so mm. you might mm. dip in some areas but you'll gain in others and it's you know it's not all about the money all the time to try and make as you know every and, and if you don't make money you don't have a business right but there's other mm. ways to make money with your customers mm. if you've got a very good partnership so if you're proactive i think you'll win if you if you're not i think over the next 5 to 10 years you're going to see a lot of facilities management companies go away you know we had the big one disappear in the UK a while ago maybe 4 or 5 years ago now which was Carilli and I think others will follow mm. I mean that was that was completely different kind of scenario but if you're not proactive and you don't do the right things I think we'll see more FM companies more drop away because kind of yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so well, that's that's interesting I mean and, and again you know point is as you rightly said FM have the owners but again a lot of people you you mentioned that a lot of FM leaders and again to be to be to be fair i think every orthodox company is probably think every orthodox industry thinks the same like you know when you have your revenues coming in when you have your business as usual scenario absolutely okay why do you disrupt it you mentioned about the fact that okay you you might have Uh, by reducing the number of people you put there or or optimizing your cost you might optimize your re- you, you might reduce your revenue but there lies an opportunity to to upsell other services which you have not been selling Correct. and that's kind you do that exactly. has yeah. this, uh, but uh, you know I, i i i was in the uk twice in a couple of months before i've been we've been ramping up ourselves but i mean a few of the top companies top fm companies always come back and say hey you know these are good boardroom conversations but nothing's moving 
as far as the asset owners are concerned yeah. i mean do, do you do you get a sense of that that it's it's an excuse or it's actually the case that all of this is a boardroom conversation but not really not enough to 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 move the needle on the ground i think it is moving the needle but hmm. unfortunately the the space is a slow mover so hmm. so it's always been a slow mover so even if the needle moves a bit that's that's moving right sometimes it doesn't move at all i think it's moving but it's moving very slowly very slow. so I think that will accelerate over the coming years. I think you'll see it, you know, I think you'll see it go from, you know, you, you, you're not sure it's moving, but it is, but it's moving so slowly you can't see it to actually mm. you can then start to see it moving. But it they are boardroom conversations. People are having good conversations about it. Mm. How much of that is turning into action? If you were to say out of 100% of that, how much is turning into action? I would say it's maybe 5% of that's turning into action at the moment. But I think that will grow over the coming that's years. Cool. And and the, the the smart facilities management companies and the people who want to do more and are trying to do more and are implementing smart cleaning and uh, adding additional services yes they might lose some revenue because they don't have to have the same amount of people or staff on site for their customers but they'll win more customers because of that so they'll make up that lost revenue elsewhere and also if they're helping with the energy and the esg side because they're adding new services then they've got additional revenue on top so they're never up I don't believe that they'll ever lose money. They yeah. might see if uh, they might see it flatten out, but then if they start to win more customers because they're doing smart cleaning or smart FM, then they'll eventually have more customers. And I think more importantly, that that's a myth, or probably I think technology has been sold the wrong way in the FM uh, world. Where it's been say, sold the wrong way a lot. Yeah. yeah so it's it's like <laughs> the reduction in people. I, I don't see it from that. I said if you you know, as you rightly said, your net uh, resources will always grow. but you will have fewer people per building or per portfolio or per yeah. site but that effectively does not mean that there'll be a reduction per se it's like how you're Correct. using yeah. and and one of the things is how do you get an opportunity to upskill some of them so there's a that's a whole together a different conversation but but yeah. absolutely i think that's that's one way where fm companies can really augment their revenue and diversify versus saying this is the only way we're going to make revenue but not all fm as you rightly said not all fm companies are there are some who are leaders there are some who are really trying to get started and some who really probably don't care but let's concentrate on that one segment which is which is not a which are which are which are kind of emerging in in category not in a leadership position but they are wanting to do something would you have what what would you say as a vendor as a partner as someone who's seen the industry through thick and thin across the board spectrum what would you would you have a framework for them and say if you haven't started till now here is here is what you could do to still be in the race if you are starting a net new company in this space no if if you are an fm company you've been in fm business but you've not oh right okay but, but how do you how yeah, do you get make, into technology yeah yeah or probably okay. make use of net zero as an opportunity to say that okay this might be an opportunity for us but but yeah so how do you really do something or i i th- think i think my opinion is you need to look at yourself as a business first and what you think you can offer and then have conversations with your customers about their priorities and then if you've got some of the people in your business that can help meet some of those hmm. already then great if you don't then go away and figure out what you might need to you know start to take on and the people you might need to hire and the services you might need to deliver hmm. to figure out how you help your customers now there is going to be a a capital spend there at some point but again it's weighing up the pros and the cons and evaluating the risks and say whether you do it or not 
But if they've, the companies have got good relationship with their customers, if they can ask them about their priorities and they know what their priorities are, then that can help inform where they should possibly start. Because you can't just go out there and say, we've got everything to help you do do net zero because companies have different priorities. Hmm. So I would say, look at your customer base, speak to your customer base, understand their priorities, and then come back in at your business and look at yourself and then figure out what you can do already or who you might need to partner with to help deliver some of those services because customers know you can't deliver this all on your own right they're they're Mm. not silly but if you're already a trusted partner Mm. then you go and vet partners and you bring in a trusted partner and you work well together then the customer is going to be happy for you to you know come in and help deliver a service or a solution that's going to help them start on their journey to net zero Makes sense. That's a good enough recommendation for folks who haven't really started Gear. I probably one last question because before we move to a sort of a rapid fire, I have two, three interesting questions for you. So I hope that the the listeners would really get the, get to know the other side of of, of, of MG. <laughs> no but 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 before before we go go, go with that, I mean, I, you know, one of the conversations that I've been having with a lot of people is, you know, Mesh, what's what's happening is there's probably enough money or which can go in for innovation matrix for fm companies where you do one or two three trials and 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 just let it go use the pr you know and stuff like that but not not really enough to scale across the portfolio or be you know maybe it's a repeat question but but because you travel so much you've been to the us a lot you know work a lot in the uk and in the region have you seen that this just change as well, at least across the leaders, the ones that who were doing trials and stuff a couple of years back or three years back, are they sort of amplifying their investment thesis around all of this from the technology perspective, being an FM company? Uh, yes, is the answer. And, and the reason being is they're working a lot on business case and ROI. Unless you do that, hmm. no one's just going to keep buying because you say it's an awesome product you know there has to be a payback there has to be an roi Mm. for Mm. the 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 end customer even if there's not a massive roi like 10 or 20 times but if it's going to help them win customers and keep their current customers in their buildings Mm. and it and it kind of nets out for them then then that's still a good thing to do right if they're going to lose a ton of money and it's not going to help them at all then right. they're never going to do it but helping them helping them understand the business case or working with them on a business case is even better right if they'll open their books and say look we need this type of return this is our spend here how can you help here hmm. the more information you have to help your customer and help them with a the business case or the roi and if you can do that together the more successful you'll be but if it's just cost 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 and they can't net it out to zero or close to zero, then then it makes it a little bit harder. Eventually, mm. people will have to do it, even if there's a small loss involved. But mm. generally, you can work this out to where you find a solution that can help deliver some form of saving and some mm. form of of optimization that will allow them to start to roll it out. Makes sense. And probably I I must say another question. We've we've seen probably over the last couple of week or so. A lot of conversation around recession. The fact that the towns. Yeah. Uh, this is specific to UK. Do you do you envisage? I, I'm, Austra- I'm Australian, so I'll answer it as an Australian living in the UK. But yeah, go for it. But but, but again, from the from the country perspective, but I think Australia is probably also on the, probably on the same boat right now. I mean, I think. But so you you see any of these globally, you know, sort of you know derailing any of these efforts, or actually only amplifying these efforts? I think hopefully amplifying. I mean, it depends on bad the recession is i mean the mm. the pound pardon the pun has taken a pounding in the last week right it's 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 crashed so but i think 
this is the time where people will really look to see what cost savings can be made. Mm. And, and if you can help with cost savings in the initial piece, then you're still at the table. And then if there's longer conversations to be had, then, then you can have those as well. But I, I think everyone's going to have to tighten their purse strings, right? Because the energy costs are, are through the roof. So, yeah. you know, I, there's a James who works with us. He has a, a, a local pub near him and the, the pub owner was saying their electricity bill was 8,600 pounds a year. And at the moment it's sitting at 42,000 pounds a oh year. God. So, that is ridiculous. so yeah. anything you can do any business to help them reduce their energy costs, I think you're in for a win-win. And I think as the recession properly kicks in and we start to see the energy prices keep going up, this type of energy reduction and energy saving. And this is not hard to do, right? I posted a photo on LinkedIn the other day in New York and then if, of the building, you know, over my oh, right yeah, hand shoulder here. Yeah, yeah. Turn, turn some up. lights off, people. That's not hard, right? I'm, I was about to swear, so I won't. But that is not hard. That's a no-brainer. Let's turn lights off. Turn shit off in your buildings. You can help. You know, maintain mm. or look at your BMS or have a review of your BMS. Have a look at your on-off of your BMS. I guarantee you, you can save some money. So that, that can help. All right, so we'll, we'll take as an optimistic that you hope that... Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it can only help. It, it, I think it can only that. help. And, and, and people just need to concentrate a little bit more. And they it, and I don't mean you have to spend hours and hours on this. It's not going to be hard to find savings to help you in this current situation. Awesome. That is super awesome. Now the fun part of it. And actually, to be very on, to be fair and honest, this is the first time I'm trying. So if it goes well, then <laughs> no I'll probably... We'll see how it goes. Absolutely. That becomes... All right, three questions for you. If not Metricus, what would you be doing? If not Metricus, what would I be doing? If it didn't have to be pure work-related and yeah, it to, could be help, it could be to help feed my wife and children and keep a roof over their head, I would... I would have a sports charity to help people who can't necessarily be involved in sports that would love to be involved with sports so people who are not able to afford to be involved in you know football aussie rules football soccer football cricket well wherever they are helping young people become involved in sports because they love it and they want to be but they just can't afford it Awesome. And, and, and uh, but by the by the look of the answer and the passion, I think that probably that's something that you can add. You you you, you manage a lot of things. I'm sure that that's probably going to come through soon with Metricus as well. <laughs> I, I guess so. That's, that's, that's further down the line when I've got a little bit more time, but it is something that I will do. I, I'm a sports nut. So yeah, I'd love awesome. to help people get into sport that would love to, but just can't afford it. Awesome. So second question, unicorn or or probably a sustainable business? What would you pick? Unicorn or a sustainable business? Ideally both, but I mean, it's there, there are some unicorns out there, but I'd rather have a sustainable business with lots of people who are very happy and growing and supplying services to customers. That is super cool. And the third one, the last one. What do? You, what is that one thing you would change or influence when it comes to the way startups in this industry collaborate with each other? Spot buildings. Uh, it's, a, it's a very good question. It, there's two. There's two sides to this. I think one is from the hardware side, and the hardware side is that the hardware companies have all got these ongoing costs. And everyone probably who's heard me before speak about this knows it's the bane of my life, and it's the bane of my customers' life, which is the most important thing. Hmm. Everyone has their own hardware. People don't want shitloads of gateways in buildings and hubs and things. They want one central place for everything to be consolidated, right? And at the moment, it's very fragmented. So if I could change anything on the hardware side, it'd be consolidation of infrastructure and people playing nicely together. 
uh, mm. so that you can stick it all on one gateway. Mm. Uh, and people like Cisco are trying to do that through their APs and loading software on, but that that's probably what I would change. From a, a, a platform side, I would say it's people over-promising and under-delivering because it's giving us a bad name as an mm. industry. People, you know, once bitten, twice shy. Just do what it says on the tin. If you can't do it, don't say you can do it. But if you mm. can do it, do it well. Because the worst thing for us as an industry is people saying, I can, you know, Michael walks up, the lights will come on, his room temperature will drop and he sits down. And the only thing he has to do is, is you know, breathe. That, that's, you know, unfortunately that's bollocks. So don't overpromise and underdeliver. Do do what you do what you do well, and then we can all win in this industry. And the and the sales to the customers won't be as hard as sometimes it is once they've been through a, a you know a partner that overpromised and underdelivered. That sounds about right. And I think probably one thing I would like to add maybe is that 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 the founder should talk more often. I mean, I, yeah, we don't. I think part of that is because we're a hugely busy industry and we're all trying to feed right. ourselves and win customers but the founders should should talk more i i agree with that that's 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 quite a good one hopefully it starts with this as people see it. <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you so much mg it's a quick recap i mean obviously mg believes that the net zero opportunity in uh, i mean everything happening around esg net zero carbon neutrality is is real and and everything that's happening around the economy right now should only amplify that there was a bit of an impetus and a, and a motivation to be given to the fm companies if you have not made a move till now probably now is the right time to make a move you might see a bit of revenue dip versus what you were actually doing regularly doing but there is amplification to be had elsewhere and we saw the other we, we got to know the other side of mg as well watch out for watch out for him to take out a sports charity help people who want to <laughs> love playing sports but probably aren't able to and that's where mg is going to kick probably pitch in maybe in a in a few months or a few years once he's had once he's probably made the best use of his time at metricus it was awesome talking to you mg thank you so much for taking time out know that's a very busy schedule you have but really appreciate it and hope this helps the listeners any any parting words that you would like to say to the listeners uh well thank you Amish, for having me on number one uh, and yeah i think Look, th these are all just my opinions and I may be right and I may be wrong. If you ask my wife, my wife generally I'm wrong more than I'm right, but that's a, that's a family thing. But I think people listening, the right solution isn't always the all singing, all dancing solution, right? Take small steps to, to get to where you need to. And it's a journey. I've said this before, to get to where you need to, it's a journey. Choose your priority, number one, and then take it from there. Thank you so much, Amji. That that is exactly how it is, and I hope that the listeners take a cue from uh, from this. And till the next episode, goodbye, and see you again. Take care.